This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You ready to talk about some bad CGI? Oh, I'm going to beat your ass by thesis. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What is up? Welcome back to Bleach Boys. Episode 17 we're discussing today, which is the Coma Mer versus Bambi fight for 99% of it. And then a little bit of Masked Masculine, which we love all the way through. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We got to see Shinji. Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. So we're going to be talking the inner fine details of a master class of CG. You know, I would say uh, really well used CG. Uh, then we'll go into how uh, they pretend like Kensei and Rose? Question mark. Am I that the right Pfizer? Yes, Rose. Rose. I get Rose and Love mixed up, and I'm like, I don't know which one is which. Um, how they give them a little moment of hope before the next episode, we're gonna see them get destroyed. I have never been more excited to clown on anything <laughs> than I am for the next episode. Judging by what we've seen of the master masculine stuff so far, I would assume they're gonna give them a little bit of a, a little bit of a W somewhere in there. Like maybe they'll be able to, to down him, and then he gets back. They're gonna they're gonna buff that out a little bit and give them a little bit of hope because they get clowned on. Absolutely not. I want it to be exactly like it was in the manga. No, no, quick it, and easy. It, it won't be because they've already been giving all kinds of extra scenes to the Yumichika, Ikaku, and uh, Shuhei squad. It's already been done. But who gives a fuck about Rose and Kensei? A lot of people. Well, not so much Rose. Kensei's got a lot of fans. Yeah, he's got a yeah. lot of fans. Yeah, so they're going to give Kensei a moment. I know for a fact. Rose, though. <laughs> okay, Kensei's Rose, got nothing but no, L's, though. But Rose got the end credit poem yeah, for this did, one. Yeah. So they they could be setting something up. They could be cooking. Oh, it's because we're going to see Bankai. Well, yeah. Yeah, that's true. All right, let's kick it from the beginning of the episode. We just talked about the poem. So uh, we start off seeing actually the Bambi squad just hanging on a roof without Bambi. So just having the times of their fucking life. And uh, they see Bambi's uh, Volsting activate. And they basically like, man, that girl's really fucking dumb. She's the worst person just that going <laughs> could for have it. been activated that. And they said the battle's going to end really quickly. And I do have to give a special note that the bells chiming throughout this whole scene, 10 out of 10. Yeah. 10 100%. out of 10. The bells, the soundtrack is fucking awesome. So we get to see Shinji, as Jose alluded to, he is in the episode. And he says, oh, you know, like, what does it matter that you powered up? Everything is still reversed. And she just fucking explodes everything. Just starts launching off explosions, which is what I was asking last time we were watching it. It's like, oh, does it affect her, the explosions? And if not, why would she not just explode everything? Why would she just not go ape shit? And then 
Shinji takes one right to the fucking face, and he's out. It's game over for Shinji. I don't think he even finished his sentence. No, right? I think it just he got mid sentence of like, oh, everything's over. Blah, blah, and then it just he she double taps him instantly. It's a great uh, scene, and it's, I love the fact that people paused it right before Shinji exploded yeah. in his face. And you can see when he's on yeah. the ground too. We were clowning on it, and you can see when he's on the ground, his feet are also up in the air. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. he's just full on cartoon dead. Like poor Shinji, dude. They gave him his so, moment last episode, and it was game over. So I don't really vibe with bleach humor, but the last couple episodes have had me cracking the fuck up, dude. I love the humor in bleach. It's always been fun. I just want to take a second and maybe get you guys' opinion. What do you guys think of the pacing on the fight so far? That is quick, man. Even this fight that we're going to get with Kamara and Bambi, it's like almost one hit. You're out like that is fast. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, war. I prefer it to 12 episodes of talking and maybe one swing. So that's what I was seeing. I was I feel like I was watching these and I was like, man, this is definitely different from regular Bleach. Because normally, you know? like you were saying, Pythes, we get a three-episode philosophical debate that happens in the middle and a few slashes to mix that up in between. And then we'll go back and forth. It's like, man, in this one, they start talking. They're cutting people off. They're slashing them in half. And then it's like, and the fight's done. We're going to move on to the next one. Like, that is breakneck speed. It helps so much with the pacing because I remember – waiting for moments in the manga that I really wanted to see animated. And then you start an episode and it's 15 minutes of recap of what happened last episode. True. True. And, and then that, a bunch more talking. I feel like bleach thousand year blood war is the perfect example of like, this is the benefit of waiting until your anime is done or like really, really far in advance. They don't spend any fucking time on recaps. There's yeah, not a single true. recap in the beginning of any of these episodes. They go full ape shit into the episode, and here you go. And because of that, as a binge watcher, uh, I can tell you it will play back on the Blu-ray or the DVD or whatever it is so much better well, they than know a like lot a One it. Piece or a Naruto yeah, or something like they that. They know a lot of it is uh, people just coming back from reading well, it all those years ago and then And like what's the point of a the... recap week to week? Are we uh, like trending to dementia patients? Like it doesn't make any <laughs> sense. Like I don't know why they do that. Naruto was really bad. Bleach was also really bad. There was a couple yeah. of old episodes of Bleach Boys where we did the OGs. Five minutes of a recap in Bleach. They used to be really, really bad. But now because the story's done, I'm sure they have the pacing all figured out. And they're like, we're just going to fucking go. We're just going to go apeshit. And that's why these fights are so fast. If this was the old anime, we would still be watching Kang do versus Hitsugaya. Oh, yeah. For oh, sure. Yeah. For sure. And there would be a whole lot more of like face shots, reaction shots. Here's what I think of that attack. Here's me explaining the Bankai that you've... It's like a pot of greed moment. Here's me explaining the Bankai of Hitsugaya that you've seen eight times already. It, it would be brutal. And it's it's so much better because it doesn't feel sped up. It just feels like get to the part, the part's here, it's done, go on to the next one. I would argue it does feel a little sped up, and I don't know if that is partially my expectations from other animes or my expectations for Bleach as I know it, it feels fast, man. Like, I wrote, I was fucking shocked at how quick Shinji got roasted there. Yeah. It was like, I was not boom, expecting boom, within the first he's five. out. Game over. I'm like, that is crazy. Where normally that would have been a multi-episode fight in a normal episode of Bleach. Well, I can tell you going, you know, panel to panel with the manga, they gave it a few more scenes, but this was about a one-to-one. Damn. Damn, okay. okay. That's right. really good. Yeah, I feel like maybe at that point, Kubo was like, Fuck the dialogue. Let's fucking get this thing going and just went all the way through. Okay, anyways, rip Shinji. So Komamura returns to save Shinji and Momo is there as well. She was just hiding in the fucking rubble somewhere. I forget what her Shikai does. It absorbs stuff, right? So it seems like she absorbs and is able to shoot back out into her own explosion from what I remember. Correct like or not correct, Pythes? 
Uh, no, she just shoots explosions. Okay, okay, she okay. just fucking shoots. Because I know she jumped in, and then Komamura saved her, and he did mention, oh, your Shikai would not be able to, like, redirect yeah, these or, ones. Or absorb it, I yeah, think is what he yeah, said. Yeah, yeah. So I think she's just an explosion sort of person, and so she was like, oh, perfect fucking battle right here. Jumped in, which actually trying to do something crazy, Momo. Actually... Not screaming like a madman, which is a rarity for Momo. She just got out of the, you know, the psych ward. Yeah, right, yeah. I was like, hey, kudos to fucking Momo. Komamura saves her because he's like, yo, listen, you can't, like, block these. You can't, you can't, unless you have armor or something, you're not going to be able to block but this. good guy. on him for realizing that what the explosions yeah. do. Yeah. We got that scene where it stops right mm-hmm. before, and he's like, so, oh, yeah, fuck and this. I like that scene a lot because she kind of, like, she keeps making fun of him for being a doggy over yeah. and over and over and over. And so when he goes to block, he stops, like, split second, changes. And she's like, oh, is that your animal instincts kicking in? Like, is that what that was? to figure that out and that's where we get the first kind of look when he gets his arm blown off by bambi well his armor on his arm blown off where we see his human hand for the first time as a quick little tease yeah you get to see um, like the the very like hairy part which i guess i i wanted to look this up and i totally forgot what does his hand look like normally is it a paw it's it's always gloved yeah okay so we never see what his hand looks like under the glove normally I would imagine it's like it works like a normal human hand, but okay. it looks like it's, it's like a, a dog. dog paw. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Cause I saw that. And I was like, Oh, interesting. Like there's his hand. I was like, wait, what the fuck does his hand normally look like? Hell if I know. And this is where we get the explanation of Bambi, where she says that she's not actually shooting out bombs. She's firing her reishi and whatever her reishi touch turns into a bomb, which is a gangster fucking power. That's Way fucking better badass. than firing bombs. Way infinitely better. That is like, I mean, you have to dodge, which I'm going to be a salty boy for a second here again, where the amount of bombs that she is shooting is fucking nothing compared to the amount of blasts of Saro that Stark was shooting at Shunsi, and he had no fucking problem <laughs> dodging any of that. So I don't get what the fuck's going on here. Just dodge, Komamura, you stupid ass. Would you, Komamura is a big slow guy. If you could combine that with Bakugo's powers. I mean, yeah, yeah, well... You'd I mean, be, he well, kind of like... But listen, get into technical details of Bakugo's powers. You would technically just be firing glycerin-covered Reishi, so, or reishi yeah. which I guess when it explodes, maybe make a bigger explosion because of the glycerin. I don't fucking know because his explosion is not actually, or his power is not actually a good explosion either. It's just he sweats the glycerin and he and combusts them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it could potentially be good. I don't think it would be the best, but I mean that combined with Stark's power would be pretty good. He was just shooting out just bombs, just shoot him from a gun. But then again, I mean, fucking, he na- barely ever landed a shot because Shunsui was so goddamn fast. Apparently, so was Ukatake, just the two of them. Anyways, back to the regular episode. So Bambi at this point, she starts to fire a whole fuck ton of her Reishi Komamura, and he basically holds his ground and protects Momo and Shinji at that point. And that's where we find out that he is now a human with these weird fucking pointy wolf ears. And we learn about the Jinka technique here, which I thought it was interesting. They were also, if it's in Japanese, pronunciation of the Jinka ninjutsu. So you can take that as what you will. And it says that the werewolf clan were sent to the animal realm for the sins that we committed during our past lives. Even that was enough, so they ended up returning to the soul society. And they say by temporarily breaking the chains of the sins that bind them to that form, that werewolf form, they're able to return to uh, their forms prior to them being condemned to the beast, allowing them to gain immense powers. And in order to get that form, Komamura has to rip his own heart out. Offer it to, I believe his name is actually the Grand Elder. I don't really know what the fuck that dog's name is. And he has to offer it to him. And Komamura is like, well, you know, I already abandoned my clan because I couldn't stand a life of hiding like they're doing. And then Yamamoto is the one that brought him in. And now the Quincy's killed him. So he has to avenge his death. And then he fucking gouges his own heart out, which is pretty disgusting. So fucking we go- metal. Yeah. I know he does it without even hesitating. Yeah. Just- yeah. 
Yeah, which I have words on that grand elder dog later. So uh, Momo is now back in the scene, and she is apparently strong as fuck because she's just carry Shinji away. Komuro's like, hey, take Shinji. She's like, right away? Fucking lifts his ass up and just she jumps off. out in that which, room. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we know. Momo's been putting I, the work apparently. stronger than I would say Momo could potentially also be stronger than Shinji. I mean, let's be honest. We've we've seen Shinji. He's pretty skinny. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> that is true. In his he, regular outfit, he is a scrawny boy. He just sits, uh, sits there and listens to jazz all day. Yeah, yeah. He's just dancing, yeah. vibing. You know, he's just having a good time. Which I also think I saw people saying that this is an anime only scene. Which one? With her carrying him away. The fact that Komamura tells Momo to take him, and Momo takes him. True or false? Uh, this is true. We'll get into that later because I have okay. notes on it. Okay, 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 okay. okay, okay cool. And then so the, here's where we get the scene of Komamura going Bankai. And it starts off in this one in this classic samurai armor before he adds on the additional word of it is Dengai Joe. And that's when he goes into his full fucking demon no armor mode and Bambi at this point is disappointed even further because she's like oh there's not even a doggy form under the armor like what the <laughs> fuck and then she thinks that there might be one under the monster form like if she keeps shooting it further so Bambi shoots his hands and it starts to regenerate instantly and that's where he gets some more explanation from Komamura and he explains that the Kokujo Tengen Mio is the armor is an armor Bankai imbued with life and the Dengai Joe part of it is its form when it's stripped of that armor exposing basically only the spiritual pressure and the power of the Bankai and Bombi keeps exploding it, hoping to damage Komamura some more. Uh, he says that Kokujo Tengen Mio's life lies in literally the armor itself. And the Dongai Joe is stripped of that, so explosions are not going to work on it. It has no life, no nothing. And Bambi says that she knows how the Bankai works because she literally just had it a minute ago. Which, pause, she was using it, I guess, at some point that she knows that. Or I guess that she was informed on how to use yeah, it. They, yeah, they all got the notes on what they were fighting against. But she's like, yeah, I had it. So did she, like, were they, is there a time in the Vol standing where they were just like, or the fucking whatever, the Serbo or wherever the fuck they hang out, where she was like, yeah, I'm going to pop this Bankai. It's going to be great. It fucking breaks the roof. It's just like. <laughs> you, you remember Kang Du said, yeah, we were all trained on how to use the Bankai we stole. Yeah. So it's like, where, where was this happening? Especially for someone, I guess, they're living in like the shadows of the Soul Society. Like, what if, what if in the shadow Soul Society world, they break a roof? Does it pop through to the fucking Ash Soul Society? What happens? I, probably not. <laughs> They're just like, well, it's its there's a hole realm. in our roof now. Yeah. It's like, best of luck. Thank you, guys. So at some point, she was training with Komamura's one, and she probably figured out what a piece of shit Bankai it was, and that's why she did not give a shit about losing it. Bambi continues to attack the Bankai, expecting it to still fuck up Komamura, and that's where we get the reveal of the big-ass hole where his heart used to be. Komamura starts to explain that his body is now an empty shell, and it's nothing more than a vessel to defeat you people, racist. And he says the Jika <laughs> technique allows us to gain temporary immortal bodies by offering our heart. As uh, as long as he's in the human form, he shall never perish. And Bambi starts to freak out and runs, which is probably one of the smartest moves I think we've ever seen. I don't think we really see people running in the Bleach universe. And she says she does understand what the point of winning is if you've already thrown away your life, which facts. I agree with 100%. That is a Absolutely. losing bitch-ass yeah. strategy. I don't know what Komamura is doing here. And so Bambi is like, fuck that. I don't want to fight this guy anymore. Komamura begins to swing his sword down with his giant Bankai. Oh, and before that, he says that he didn't throw it away. He just staked it like Yamamoto did on this war. Fucking big old bitch. And Komamura <laughs> starts to swing his sword down. And the Bankai sword hits Bambi and just fucking explosions. Just go goddamn everywhere. And we go back to some exposition here from the Everlasting Story Dog. And he's saying that he's proud of Komamura and how he truly is one of them. And then we see a beautiful, which I don't know what the fuck your problem is with the CG here. A beautiful <laughs> scene of slow-mo Bambi. Okay, this one, I think is one of the best scenes. I give this the second best scene of the episode. 
slow mo Bambi watching the fucking sword come towards her, and she's basically thinking to herself that he is swinging the sword so fast that the bombs aren't detonating because he's just that's how fast it's fucking going. And so the bombs explode right as the sword touches her. So potentially the the bombs could hurt her as well. Yeah, okay. I imagine once the ray she has hit something else, it's just becomes its own thing. Because they're All shooting right. out of her or away from her, correct? Yeah, she shoots them and then they explode. I thought they, they were bouncing back at her from the sword. No, so he she, she basically shot it and it hit the sword and he but he's dragging the fucking sword towards oh, her. Cause, yeah, cause... and then she's like, "Well, fuck! It's going so goddamn fast that it's go it's gonna hit me before I can explode the bombs." So it hits her and fucking explodes and just beats her ass. Which was also which also made me laugh. I like that scene a lot. Yeah, I was I like, it was "That really is cool really scene. cool." And it's I once again I think it was a scene where it showed kind of like the desperation of Bambi. She's like, "Well, fuck." And just like think all that shit going through her head about how fucked up a situation that is, and she just gets roasted. So then we get a Komamura scene, which this is a let me go ahead up here, uh, anime only scene of this brief portion right here of Yuha Baha being able to see Komamura's bankai out in the Soul Society oh, and that see was him as he's starting to walk towards where Yuha Baha is. That scene, best scene in the episode. That was fucking sick. And what we talked about last episode of them adding scenes to show the scale of the war, I thought that was really fucking cool. Where you can finally see, you know, like, hey, this is the Serate you guys all know and love. Here's the huge Bankai, and here's it slowly walking towards you. I was it like, almost looks like it was at cool. the edge of the Serate. Yeah, or, it was a sweet or, scene. It looks like he's at the edge of the Silburn, and he's just walking towards him. Legit, though, did remind me of some fucking Power Ranger shit, but it was totally cool. Yeah. It like, was cool. I- I don't think the CG model looked great, but that scene was awesome. Okay, I'm glad okay, we can agree you. on that. Yeah. Because just, I, I think that scene, yeah. it was like Yuhaba unfazed, watching Komamura walking towards him with that Bankai. I was like, that is fucking cool, man. That yep. is a cool scene. And what a great scene to add. Yeah, Komamura that, looked menacing. He was a badass throughout that whole moment. And he's, you just see him doing that death walk towards him. That looked like a heavy metal album cover. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. It was fucking awesome. And even to the parts where like Komamura finally you know begins to like fall to his knees, but the Bankai's head fucking explodes and just, yeah. just shreds. That was crazy. I'm like, it is so well fucking done. They did such a good job on this stuff. I'm just like, man. And then we get the Komamura scene after that where he's basically uh, – I, I interpret it. He's basically begging for more time. Like, no, like not yet. Like, I need to keep going. I need to go further. And we go back to the big dog. And he basically is like, oh, very good, Sajin. And he says, have you noticed that those feelings you have are a desire for revenge? That you're throwing away your life for revenge, the very thing that you told your friend that he was doing. Which we get lots of flashbacks and toes in Damn, I was like, ooh, which, he fucking went yes, there. I yeah, like, I was like, that is such a great fucking comparison. So good. Because, like, really, you think about it back to that fight. Komamura was talked down to Tozen the whole fucking time. Like, not worth it. What are you doing? Revenge isn't worth all of this. Da-da-da-da, so on. Yap, 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 yap. Like a fucking dog. Okay? And now what happens? Yama dies. Revenge. Revenge. Except he worded it a little better. I'm going to avenge him. I'm going to go I mean, avenge his it's death. it's still very much the same thing. Mm-hmm. But it was like, it, it's full circle. Comes back around. Yep, yep. And I like that this was just like a, because I feel like normally, you know, it, there's a lot of grandstanding in anime where it's like, oh, I would never do that. And I like that this one, he was like, I went down the same fucking path that Tozen did. And He's he like, even realized well, it a fuck. little bit later. He's like, well, fuck. Like, I should have just listened to what this was said. So the big dog continues on and basically says, you know, 
that feeling of revenge he has, that's okay. Because that re revenge is our clan's true form. And you finally come back to our clan. Kobamura then begins to transform into an animal right there. And he starts realizing that this is the price I must pay. And I wrote down this huge long speech here. And it says, your life as a human will come to an end soon. And you will become a beast of revenge. Let your anger reach its very limit. Curse your lot. Wallow in your vengeance. And the big dog says, I will sip on the dark resentment and live on. Thank you for doing this for me. Thank you, dear Sajin. You became a beast that cannot speak just for me. And for, then he fucking eats his heart, just sips it right up. And my question following that scene is the fuck is up with that scene? What the I fuck? I think he uses it as nutrients to live longer. Do we know anything about that big dog, Pythes? No, he's just a big dog. <laughs> so it's never explained that, he, like, you know, he just eats it and he's like, all right, cool. I'm still alive. Or is it I just... You know, I don't think cup so. overflows with blood. So that's this, the time like, limit. this is going to be such a horrible comparison, and this is going to make people mad coming from someone who hasn't seen Death Note. It was like oh, Death boy. Note to me, basically. Whereas, like, the dog was like Ryuk, fucking scammed the fuck out of Komamura. It was like, hey, thanks, man. Uh, Hell yeah, thanks for the heart, idiot. I mean, I see the comparison. I know what you're talking about because Ryuk at the end of the, the whole thing takes yeah, because it life, just life it away. seems like the dog was not helping to help Komamura, you know. And then that also begs a lot of questions for the clan of Komamura. Like, where's the rest of them? Is the big dog the last one? Is the big dog already gone through the transformation for revenge, and for some reason he can talk? Like, what's the deal with the big dog? Uh, so more of his clan will show up in the books. I kind of figured it was going to go to Camp for Your Own. Which world. is it? Camp for Your Own World. No, it's one of the others. I can't remember which one it Interesting. is. But... Okay. Is it spirits? Uh, no, this happens after the Blood War. Okay. Oh, okay. Interesting. So, okay. Because, yeah, I have a lot of questions about, like, what the fuck is up with their clan. Because that big dog, it he, he scammed him. He scammed Komamura. And to the point where it's like, you know, yeah, you get this power. But what was it good for? One fight? Like, the fuck? That was so short. And then it slowly the blood kept rising up and up until it poured out. And then he started dying. Like, that is the shittiest power I've ever seen. I hope to God that he scammed him. That's not the actual technique. I mean, he did try and warn him. Uh, yeah, he uh, he did say you're not supposed to, Or what did he tell him exactly? He's like, you you're can't. You're not ready for this. Yeah, exactly. This you're not ready for this at all. This is, uh, fuck off. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much, he's just like, get out of here. You abandoned us. But, like, then he makes him fight him. He's like, yeah, fight me. And I'll, I'll do it. He's like, well, why am I fighting you? And I'm going to give you my fucking heart. And then you're also going to eat my heart. It's like, what's the point of that? Why, why do I have to fight you to begin with? This is a net positive for you. To so prove Kom that he's committed. If so Komamura is immortal, right? He was. As, as a dog now? I think he's still just a dog. I, I, yeah, I, don't... I think he's only immortal in the human form. Oh, okay. I, I, see. I think in terms of a dog life, he still has this normal society rules where it's like they're going to fucking live forever regardless. But now he is stuck as dog. It's like the Animorphs with the hawk. Okay. You know, he stayed in the dog form for too long, and he's stuck as the dog. Oh, you bring it up to bias lore? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That guy, way, was my, that guy was my favorite. I, I didn't bring it up because I, I think the Power Rangers CGI is a better comparison, but I was like, that is Animorph CGI. <laughs> okay. They no, to... it's not, dog. <laughs> Relax. Hey, Sam, you were, like, accidentally kind of onto something when you brought up Death Note. Okay. It's, it's not really a scam. Ryu dropped the notebook because he was bored and he just wanted to see what would happen. But he's like, here's the rules. Do with it what you want. See, and here's I feel, I Sajin, feel like here's the power. I feel well, like that's exactly what happened. The dog was like, yeah, here's this power. You know, it's going to make you immortal. It's going to be a good time. But, hey, you got to rip your heart out. And he's like, hands off after that. And then he rips the heart out, tells him no other information like, hey. Your heart, I'm literally going to eat. It's going to let me live longer. So you got scammed. I mean, he practically serves it to him in a plate. 
Well, yeah, quite, does. Yeah, quite literally yeah. he does. And it's like, I, I don't know. I, I guess my dumb ass would have done the same fucking thing. Would have been like, oh, that, don't think anything of that plate there. Here's my Let's heart. Go. And then would not occur to me, oh, that plate, he's literally going to eat off of it. Fucking bitch. <laughs> Anyways, fuck the big dog. All right. So uh, we cut back to Sajin, you know, Komamura, and he's realizing everything that's going on here. And he says that this is the price of selling his soul for revenge. And this is the price for not taking the words that he said to Tozen for himself. And he turns into his full dog mode. That's when we get Lieutenant Iba. We love him. He goes on to be My captain boy. later. He God knew. gave it to him. The boy. He saw his time to promote and he was right there, dude. And so he picks up the dog for massaging and carries him forward towards Yuhabaha. And he basically tells him that you've done nothing wrong, Captain. Let's fight. Let's go kill that bastard. Let's Yuhabaha finish this together. Like, Which it would be so fucking cool. And my, I, my, I don't remember this happening, but it would be so cool if he appeared later at some point and helped fight Yuhabaha. Does that happen? Uh, no. So except for seeing uh, Eva at the very last chapter, this is the last you'll see of any of them in the manga. That is crazy, yeah, dude. That. So that's I don't crazy. even need to write down if we see them again, that's anime only. Hey, what does his Shikai do, Ibas? We, we don't know. know. We know nothing right? about we still this don't guy. Know? We know nothing. Okay. And we he's don't even know now his name. In the Hell Arc, so he has a Bankai now as well, and we know nothing about it. We don't even know his Zanfakuto's name, I believe. Okay, Every yeah. time that he had gone to do it previously, even in filler arcs or anything like that, they do it as a joke. Screen. And they'll right? swap it's, it's uh, already, they'll switch yeah, over. Yep. He already has the little thingy sticking out of it. Yep. It is crazy, but I think it would be so cool if Komamura had a moment where he maybe like as a dog, I just want him to bite Yama's arm, not Yama, Yuhabaha's like, arm. What? I just want him to bite Yuhabaha's arm. That's it. I want him to get a little bite in as a dog, but I, I guess we're not going to see him again unless they that is be some crazy chain shit. He gets the final hit. Well, like, I don't even want the final hit. Maybe, like, he's about to do something and he jumps in and bites him, you know? Like, I don't know. Something. Something. Anything. Because I I, I want Komamura. He sold his whole fucking soul. I want him to get a lick in. At least a little W. Yeah. Well, it doesn't even have to be a W. Well, I want him to be there. Have either of you played Metal Gear Rising? No. Nope. Okay. Well, there's Robot Dog, right? And in the final battle, the Robot Dog comes in clutch and delivers the really good sword to Raiden. There you go. I want I want Ichigo's Bankai to be broken, and he goes off to fight without it. And then when uh, Tsukushima fixes it, Komamura runs in, throws it with his mouth. Well, like, the, only, the only thing which I feel like is kind of a fucked up thing with Komamura is he doesn't interact with much of the cast, you know? So, like, who would he actually be there helping that would know, like, if you see a dog throw something to you? I want him to have an impact where people are like, oh, that's Komamura, thank you, you know? But he doesn't interact with anybody. Maybe the other captains. That's why I was making fun of it in the first season where Ichigo comes down to Soul Society and it shows all of his friends and also Komamura. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that guy Ichigo talked to once. Yep. Yeah. It's uh, bonded I just, for life, dude. Yeah. Just like I don't a puppy. Know. I don't know. It just, it doesn't, <laughs> it does not, I don't know. He doesn't have significance. So it's like, I want him to show up and help or do it. But I think that's why the best thing, just have him jump in and give a bite really quick. And then you have all like classic dog scene in any movie. Hits him one time, he's he's off screen. You know, just, that's uh, yeah. The class like, and he yips, yip, yip, and then he's he's lays there. <laughs> yeah, the stock the stock yipping sound. Yeah, effect. come on, like yeah. it happens in every movie. Like one hit on the dog, he lays on his side. He's sad. It's over. You know, I want that for Komamura. We're at the mid credit scene, which is probably three quarters through the episode at this point, and I do have the Google translation of all the mid credit stuff, and we'll go based off of that. So the first one is about the Jinka technique which uh, it says Jinka no Jutsu, by the way, in case anybody wants the English one. And it, according to Google, I swear to God, 
Uh, an ability enhancing technique passed down through the werewolf clan. Originally, the werewolf clan fell into the animal world due to the sins of their lives. So a lot of the stuff we already know. They were made into beasts and they could not die. So they returned to the soul world as they were soul society as they were. Uh, the technique temporarily breaking the chain of guilt and returning to the form uh, before being sinned as a beast. In other words, the form of a human and gaining tremendous power is called the art of humanization, according to Google. Don't know what the actual translation is. And it says the caster can sacrifice his heart to temporarily gain immortality. And while in human form, he cannot die no matter how much damage he receives. However, once the effect of the technique disappears, it is a once in a lifetime technique that turns into a complete beast instead of returning to its werewolf form. Interesting. Um, I think what a lot of stuff was touched on in the episode already for that one. But I do think it was interesting to note that they straight up say in that human form, even though Komamura said it himself, literally immortal, literally immortal. Not like even just like Komamura in his armor and all that shit. Quite literally, while they're human, they cannot die. I want so, to know what happens if Soyphone hits them with her Shikai twice. True. Well, I yeah. would imagine they're fine until the, the form runs out. Yeah. But quite literally immortal until the human form runs out. We're going to go over to Quincy Vol standing now for the second middle one. And the Google translation of the title for this one, which I thought was pretty interesting. Uh, Exterminator Complete Communion is the full title of that one, according to Google. So it says it is a... Ability strengthening technique for exterminators, obviously for the Quincy. Um, it is different from the final form of the destroyer that uh, Sogin Ishida was obsessed with. Sokin. Sokin. Yeah, this is a Google translation, so I'm just yeah. yeah. Sokin Ishida. You can release the ability of the holy letters more effectively and dramatically increase your combat power. It is mainly expressed in the form of a star-shaped ring on the head and wings on the back, but there are differences in the shape depending on the user. In this state, kill Yopi, the boy that we saw way early, who possessed the holy letter J, which is the absolute slavery of spirit particles that has raised the concentration of spirit particles, which is the basic ability of the destroyer, to the limit and absorbs even emptiness. And then for some reason, Google says, I showed it. I don't know what the fuck that was <laughs> at the end, but it was in the anime, I suppose, is what they're trying to say there. A lot of the stuff now in the mid credit scenes, it seems like it's all stuff that they've touched on pretty deep. That The only one I feel like was egregious so far was our Yuha Baha one where there was no backstory about it except for oh, in with the, fucking the baby one and yeah. everything. That one was the only egregious time where they hit all that shit in the mid-episode one. So cutting back, we go to King Du, and we see that he's alive, which is something that we touched about last time is, is this guy still alive? What about BG Knight? And he is there and alive. He's just kind of re regaining his breath. And we see Udi appear from the shadow portal like a fucking creep and walk towards him. Then we hop over to BG9. He's repairing himself. I think he says at 45% when we get another creepy Udi appearance who just fucking walks out of the shadows to come get him. And then we see Bambi. Bambi is there, all fucked up on the ground as well. She's very upset that she was the first to lose out of her squad. And that's when we see the rest of her Bambi squad appear. And they like, oh, you know, poor Bambi's like, we'll help you out. Like, no problem. Sure, uh, Gigi. That's where we get the kind of, I feel like this is kind of an eerie moment where Bambi starts fucking freaking out. Like, yeah. no, like, no. Like, I mean, please. she knows what's happening. Yeah, like, please don't, yeah, Gigi. Good. Yeah. But, like, this goes again where I feel like, I don't know, the, the one hit factor that we keep seeing where these fights are over in one hit. I feel like to me, I'm like watching a lot of stuff. It's like they're not out. Like, what do they care about Candace? She get learned not Candace, Bambi. It's like she can get back up from that. It's like she's not dead. You don't make her in a zombie or anything like that. She's fine. But it, like for everybody else, and I think it's just maybe a drastic change. They're like, nah, she's dead. She needs she needs help. Everyone's like, yeah, she fucked up. Yeah, I was like, she still can get up and be fine. But I, you know, they probably just want to shut her ass up. So I mean, they are all kind of catty bitches. Let's be real. Yeah, yeah. 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 They saw the weakness That's and they pounced. I mean, that's why I like them. They're all fun. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut to the Shunsui, Nanao, and Yugrim, uh, or Yugrim party time. And 
Ugram breaks the barrier that has been separating them finally, and he says that he's been gradually stealing the reishi from his side of the barrier to weaken it, but it took a lot longer than he expected, and he throws the now a compliment. He's like, that's a hey, good-ass good technique. Good shit, girl. Really, really good. And it now says that that time it took him to drain it also allowed her to create a brand new one, and we see this new like hexagonal design, and she says it appears fragile because it's not a single layer barrier this time, so it has multiple layers to it. And Ugram, being the fucking badass that he is, immediately is like, yeah, well, the, I mean, if it's fragile and it looks fragile, I'm going to assume that's a trap. And so Ugram begins to power up saying he's going to have to use rougher measures this time. And then all of a sudden powers down out of nowhere. And he says his majesty is waiting. Excuse me. And turns to leave like a fucking gentleman. I do love that. He's just like, oh, hang on. I'm sorry about yeah. this. Let me resheathe my sword. Yeah, and yeah. He's just away. like, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, our time here is done. And he's like, uh, what was it? Um, they ask him, are you going to come back? He's like, I'm, if his majesty wants me to, yeah. I guess. I think uh, Shinsu was like, oh, like, well, when are you going to come back? And he's like, when the order is given. Yeah, like, I damn, like, I like, damn, that's cold, a badass, dog. Ugrim. Real cold. Yeah, Ugrim is cool all the way fucking through. And then we cut to more Ikaku, Yumchika, and Shue, where they're giving him just lots of screen time here. It's, it's insane. And they actually said that they were able to defeat Mask one time, and he's on the ground. Yeah, they out, beat him. Which I'm like, hey, I mean, fucking more power to him, I guess. And that's where we see James there yelling out for Mr. Mr. Mister yeah. Come on. And that's uh, when we see don't Mask. Don't you mean Pythes? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's me. It's me. We see I'm Pythes there <laughs> cheering him on, you know, asking for him to come back. And we see Mask as he lights up and stands back up and says the uh, the bell is rung by James. And Mask goes in and he fucking combos all three of them at the same oh, time. I love those combos. It's they were like so good. It's like a fighting game. He just got all three of them in. It's like Marvel's Capcom when you call your people in, you get all three of them. He's fucking up all three of them at the same time. Does a three count on Shuhei, which is a big RIP. I thought that was hilarious. And this is where we see two like bright meteor things start to fall off. Ooh, the sky. Who could that don't be? I don't know who, who that's it is. gonna be. But they're I coming have down. No clue. Yep, and James and Mask are awed by this. Like, oh, okay, should we go over there to the shiny things? Like, should we go? Like, that'd be pretty cool. So they go to leave, and Shuhei wraps his chain around Mask's foot, which, you know, hey, more credit to him. Hey, he's fighting. He's yeah, a fighter. Hey, honestly, credit to him. So Mask goes over to finish Shuhei, and, but right when he's going to step on his fucking face, he has his foot stopped I by love none the other than Kensei. I love the clothesline he gives him, though. Yeah. Just yanks him. He got fucking clothesline hard. Like, yeah. that's, that's fucked up. And he's about to get finished, and Kensei, thank God, saves him because he's about to get curb stomped. That was a JBL... Yeah, I was. Line from hell. Yeah, he got fucked up. Shuhei, yeah. by, which he was putting in good work compared to Ikaku and Yumichika, but yeah, he got fucked up. So Kensei says, uh, well, he's speaking to Shuhei, who's now knocked out, but he's like, wow, he's like, you got knocked out without anything to show for your training. And I'm going to know, potentially alluding to the fact that Kensei was hoping he was going to do Bankai. Yay or nay? Yeah, but like he he can't use Bankai yet. Yeah, yeah. I don't no. think he can use it, but I think Kensei was hoping the training they did would would have pushed Shuhei towards the Bankai direction. Be like, yo, like I just trained you for all this, and you what you do? You got knocked out, homie. Which I mean, I'm it like, takes like it takes like ten years to master a Bankai. I think uh, it's more like, hey, we've been training you for a while. You got knocked out this fast. Uh, unless you're Ichigo, Renji. Oh, unless you're Renji. Renji's unless... Bankai was a fake one. Okay. Yeah, uh, well, we find that out later. Unless you're Sasakibe. Unless you're Byakuya, all right. The precedent is set. <laughs> what you you know you know Byakuya trained that thing for years and years. He right? trained it to get it to be its precise, beautiful form. But I think he unlocked yeah. his bankai pretty quick. No, it's, it takes like a hundred years to get and like ten years to actually like master. All right, well, scratch Byakuya off the rest. The rest of the rest of them stand. My boy Sasakibe did it in record time. I that means anybody can do it. Okay, that's because Sasakibe is the goat. Bless his heart. 
<laughs> R.I.P. Yeah, don't he's compare not, mortal men to Sasakibe. He ain't the goat. <laughs> did you see how they slaughtered his unit in BBS, Pythes? Did you see how they slaughtered that I unit? Did is not. Such a piece of shit. I cannot believe that they did that. He's a fucking the, droplet farming unit. That is trash. What the new one? Yes, the brand new one. The brand dude. new one. I thought it was gonna be way better. Nope, trash, dude. And then Yamamoto, fucking round two for BBS again. For the third time, he's in the round two unit, and he's a PvP unit again. I'm like, dude, <laughs> like, what is happening here? And then uh, they they referred to the correct technical term for her unit is Yachiru. But, you know, it's Unahana a thousand years ago, the Inter, Inter Prime or whatever. She's the only one that is potentially good. But even then, all the units are pretty mediocre. I'm yeah. like, where did they fuck up on that one? Well, to be fair, I'm the guy that just plays with the characters I like. So I'm just, hey, it's another Sasuke Bay. I'm happy. Yeah. Hey, go honestly, go for it. Uh, I don't need any more droplets, but I'll still summon. But it, it's like... They fucked it up where it's like now, like because they're anniversary characters, they're also premium units. So they're just going to be in the regular banners forever. It's like you could always have a chance pulling them. So I ain't going to go deep on that. Ain't no way. That was our BBS moment of the podcast. So we're going to go ahead and uh, carry on. I will go. I will go deep for swimsuit Bambi when that comes out. Eventually. (laughs) Eventually, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So masked and masculine is happy that a captain is here and he's like, you know, he's like, normally I would be pretty happy you're here because that yeah, would be good. But he's like, we've already decided we're going to go investigate that. I do love that this interaction. Conspicuous fallen object. <laughs> and that's when we have Rose that appears. And he's like, well, you know, you got two captains now. I think that's pretty good if you want to make a name for yourself. So Mask fucking backflips back onto some rubble. And he's like, all right, come at me. It's like, that sounds I great. fucking love this guy. And then Kensei tells him like, hey, don't worry. We won't take too much of your time. And if that ain't the truest fucking statement to ever be said in the world of Bleach, I don't he know is, what the fuck is, dude. Yup. He he's was about 100% to get correct. Yeah, that is like, man. He knew. Like, that sounds cool from the winning point where, like, yeah, we're about to decimate you. But if you know what happens, that's fucking embarrassing. That is I embarrassing. Can't. I'll say it again. I cannot fucking wait for next episode. <laughs> I it's going to be I within the first five minutes. I think next episode is going to be probably 100% masculine, masculine with Renji. Because I, yeah. I think the title of the next episode, I wrote it down here, um, is literally Rages at Ringside. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to be <laughs> that. That's a fucking cool name. Yeah, so it's going to be all fucking Mask the Masculine next episode. Yeah. It, all of the Kensei fans that I saw of celebrating online, enjoy it while it lasts, okay? Because you guys are about to get I mean, clowned he, he on. He might do something cool. No, you're all about to be clowned on worse than Shinji. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you it's think just it's going to be that bad? The visors, yeah. what are they doing? They're going to get clowned, homie. Yeah, the true. one who has the best showing is Shinji. Yeah, literally. And, it's and like you they, saw what they, happened they, to him in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> And they gave Shinji some extra limelight in there, and he already baseline manga had the best showing, so he it's fucked. So I'm gonna I'm gonna correct you and say it's not gonna be a hundred percent Renji versus Mask. It's gonna be ninety nine percent, and then one percent with Kensei and Rose. Yeah, it's it, it's gonna be a rough one for you guys who actually like Kensei. It's gonna be fucked up. So I, I think Kensei's cool. He just doesn't do anything. He's really cool, and his yeah, design yeah, is yeah, cool. His cool. personality's cool. It's just they squander it every time. And it's like they can't really change it now because, like I said, and we talked about last episode, mass fate is already sealed. You mm-hmm. can't change it. There's nothing you can do to change that. He has to get destroyed. He has to. And you can't take away Renji's one real dub in the series. Yeah. And, I mean, when Renji announced himself as the villain, I mean, like, you can't take oh, that. Yep. You when was the it. last time Renji got a real win? Yeah. Around the first time window. he fights uh, Ichigo? Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. He, no, he, he lost oh, first no, appearance he when he shows too? up. He fucking Oh, you're right. He gets Ichigo cut because I remember time. he was wearing the yep. glasses or something. Yakia has to save him. He beats Xyloporo's brother in the Arankar arc, 
and then okay. struggles to fight Zyle, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. He, yeah, he does. He doesn't get the dubs very often. So, well, let's head to the after credit scene where it's more anime only. Everything more Ichigo training to be the Soul King vessel, which is explicitly fucking laid out in this episode. So. We see Ichigo still struggling to get close to the gate here, and Ichibe starts to explain that the weight that you feel is all that you are trying to protect, and he says everything you see are everlasting memories and revelations. In other Mm -hmm. words, the power of the Soul King. So we start to see a bunch of flashbacks happen here, a lot of flashes of cuts and stuff on screen, and I have a brief gripe that pissed me off. So before we get the huge set of flashbacks where we see all the stuff that we've seen before, where we see like the bodies, we see the crystal of the soul King. We see the stereotype from up above that kind of shit. We see a close up of each of eyes and something flashes on screen for a split second. And I was like, what the fuck was that? That was the quickest flash that I've ever seen in my life. So I started pausing the anime. It probably took me 10 goddamn minutes. <laughs> I was sitting there space, 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 trying to figure out what the fuck just flashed on screen right there. I was like, what is that? So I'm doing it. And I am in like, Fucking whatever player I'm in, I cannot get it to stop on the thing. I'm literally space, 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 space. I can't do it. So I fucking pull out OBS. I record the <laughs> fucking just, scene. Yeah. I put it into Premiere so I can go frame by fucking frame. You know what that flash was that appeared right before that? What? Ichigo's eyes. It was just multiples of Ichigo's eyes that they put on screen. Oh, it was not Ichigo's eyes like, with all the other, like. It, nope, not even other dots in his eyes. Just. Extra copies of Ichigo's eyes that flashed on screen for a second. And it did it in three different cuts. Like one on the bottom corner, with some on the upper corner, and then another one really bright. I was like, what a waste of my fucking time that that <laughs> one, dude. I was sitting there like, that's got to be. Because it, it fucking flashed really bright. I was like, what the fuck was that? Uh, uh, waste Sam, of time. do you not know about playing things at slower speeds? By these, I went frame by frame dissection on that, okay? <laughs> it's as accurate as you could get. And my God, it was, uh waste Sam, of my time. I'm, I know this is a shock. I'm going to give you a spoiler. He doesn't become the Soul King. I don't think this matters that much. I wanted to see what the Flash was. <laughs> I was like, what was that? And it was so quick. And it was just, I couldn't do it. I couldn't see anything. Anyways, we get the actual important shit after the fact where we start to see that. And I feel like there were a couple of new flashes that happened in that little anime only scene. Most importantly, the OG, the OG Gote 13 was in one of them. So they're involved high. somehow, which is pretty interesting and then we get the classic rainbow ichigo which we saw all the way in the trailer for yeah. bleach thousand year blood war um taking in all of the riots and stuff like that and each bay begins to ponder are you a vessel capable of withstanding the power that fills you or are you a bowl that shatters and Ichigo begins like fucking exploding turns, with black he looks like akira. And turning into like a yeah some akira bullshit that starts happening it starts turning into some sort of blobby bullshit and he raises his amakuto which begins to shine and he returns back to normal good to go and each get each we get a brief little scene of each way smiling like a creep which uh fuck that guy and <laughs> ichigo finally makes it to the gate where he's immediately transported to be in front of sinjamaru which we have not really seen before now because her scene was cut that would we would have seen previously and ichigo no bullshit no nothing is like so what do you want me to do next hey I'm let's like, go god this is a fucking damn goat. yeah and then we get the end scene poem of rose and he says the heavens resound with deceit the captive heart dances to the melody and that's where we get the title of the next episode bleach thousand board 18 rages at ringside which we've already talked about fucking badass so great episode from my perspective uh pythes anything that we missed anything important to touch on uh yeah let me get out my notes and i will say that's a really good poem it perfectly describes what rose's bonkai does mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. interesting so a little teasy tease for people who actually know what it already does do you not remember uh it does, does something not. with music uh and potentially you know what? bodies 
don't think about it. Just wait till next episode. It'll make it even funnier. <laughs> Can't wait. All right, so here's my notes. Um, I usually don't really talk about voice acting or anything like that. All of the Bambi squad sounds exactly like I thought they would from the manga. Which is good. Yeah, that's really good. Which is really good. I guess you would say they fucking nailed it. Yeah, great. Like, whenever they talk, it just sounds like what I hear when I'm reading in my head. <laughs> okay. Nice. Right. Okay, so that's really good. So at the point where like episode one, this episode starts, Ichigo is already fully dripped out and ready to head to Soul Society. Oh, so they've really pushed it back at this point. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So I will note that I saw people talking online. There is only four scenes from the Thousand Blower trailer that we have not seen yet in the anime. And uh, two of them is of Ichigo. Like one of them is new drip and one of them with you know the new Shikai or whatever. And then I think one of them is Renji and Rukia in their new drip as well. And I don't remember what the other scene is, but we have no information on anything past that. And it's all just like still images of Ichigo, Ichigo, Rukia, Renji, and there's one other one, but no images of fights, no images of any of the stuff that's going to happen past the Renji and master masculine stuff. Literally, we have nothing from the trailer. So all like what episode are we in right now, the season four or five Four, I think so four. I would say episode five and beyond. No, I, episode six and beyond. We have no Images, no nothing for what's going to be in those episodes. Ooh, that's that's going to be some fun stuff. So that's it, so exciting. Yeah, we're literally fucking blind. Yeah, for the back, I love it. Which is incredible that they did a whole trailer for the season and only did the first five episodes. Still, don't think they should have showed Shinji's Bonkai. But I agree. I 110 agree. But I do think there is some stuff where they have to kind of like put in a hype a moment. Little, a little and bit I think of they, they sacrifice the Shinji's Bonkai to build up the hype. Right, so I was watching the opening again because I just like looking at it. Uh, it's just kind of interesting that they dressed Uryu in all black and Ichigo in all white for it. Especially it's considering reverse, right? Yeah, it's the reverse because you you see them in the they're in the like the music store. Ichigo picks up the double guitar, and then it cuts to them in their Soul Reaper and Quince uniform, and their colors are reversed again. That's probably just to create more of a drastic change when they transform. I bet. It's yeah, just it like looked, look cool. Yeah, I think I think that's purely it. It's probably just like the rule of fucking cool, and they're like, "Yep, yeah, that's cool." Boom. I wrote, uh, hell yeah, uh, Bambi's Volsternik is red, just like in BBS. Love yep. that. Yeah, I know people were upset about the change of color for Soifan's little Shunko wind color. Oh, isn't it supposed to be green? Yeah, yeah. it is supposed to be green. Yep, yep. I didn't even notice that. I'm going to be honest. I didn't pay attention. Yeah, I saw all kinds of people pissed off that they changed it, but it's like it's just the color of wind now. It's like it just it's just wind. Like it's, there's it, not green. It's not like she farted yeah. into it. <laughs> it's like uh, Yuroichi's is fine because it's supposed to be lightning, but soy phones is wind. What the fuck color does wind have? <laughs> yeah, it's like how do we animate wind? Which they should already have lots of practice with Ganryu. So come on. Yeah, true. It's true. Uh, so I'm going to be honest. I think most of the Volsterndick are not very interesting, but I think Bambi's looks awesome. I liked how Candace has looked, and I like uh, yeah, how... Yeah, I like the lightning bolt wings and stuff. I don't remember her uh, name, but the other one we see with Candace, her Gigi. wings were pretty cool. Is that Gigi? Yeah. Gis Giselle. 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 Giselle's look pretty cool as well. The zombie well, girl, I mean, right? like... Yeah, I mean, like, when we when we look at, uh, what the fuck, at Basby, his is so super fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I just, the Bambi looks cool. Oh, yeah. Where the fuck did Komamura go? So he left, I assume, he, yeah, left, he left to go, well, he did leave. Yeah, he left to go fight Yuha Baha, which is another thing that I, I saw people talking about where I guess in the manga where Pythes, uh, maybe you would know, he's yeah. kind of just hanging off to the side in the manga. But in the yeah, anime, they, they changed it where he dipped out. 
he left and that's what i wrote down like he he left last episode then he came back yeah to my knowledge he was leaving to go like the yuhaba himself he's like yeah i have this power he probably knows it doesn't last that long. He's like, I'm going to go straight to fucking Yuha Baha. But then Komamura, being a good guy that he is, like, his, yo, he's like a law-abiding citizen. Yeah, he's yo. a good guy. So he turned around to save Shinji. He's a Momo. bit like Tozen. He, pro- he probably immediately felt Shinji get fucked up with that first blast and immediately went, boom, right back. I think they should have changed it where he tries to leave and then Bambi stops him. I think that would make sense because uh, – I don't know. I think it makes sense regardless because we, we live in a world of Bleach where everybody's fucking teleporting goddamn everywhere. So either either one makes sense. I like that they showed him trying to leave to basically be like, I have this new power. We all know I have this new power. I'm going to Yuha by himself. But then he does a U-turn. He's like, I got to save my boys. It makes more sense than him just standing there watching Shinji get exploded. Yes, yeah, it, yes. Does. it makes way more it sense. Does. Yes. Uh, so the animal realm is called the Hell of Beasts in the manga. That's it. Okay. okay. I guess I would... Probably say, and I would hope that this is the case, the Hell of Beasts. Maybe they changed it so that not to confuse it with the Hell Arc. Possibly might just be like a uh, translation thing. Yeah, translation thing. Maybe they changed it to sound cooler. Um, I, I would hope that maybe like, listen, like we're going to explore Hell for the next arc. So we don't want them to be like, oh, well, why didn't they go to the fucking Hell of Beasts? You know? Maybe the Hell of Beasts is connected. That'd be kind of cool. Hey, good news, though. <laughs> True. Now, since Komamura didn't die, die, you don't got to fight him in the Hell Arc, which that would have been the easiest fight in the fucking world. But still, Im- imagine you get to the Hell Arc and Komamura is the strongest one there. Oh, Dude, and imagine. Versus, you, what's, his, uh, what's his name? Tetsuzaimon. Oh, oh yeah, he, yeah. He shows up. He's like, I need, I need to take care of this one. Well, just imagine it's like the when they show up to fight the Fullbrings and everybody gets their own one v one. You you walk in your one v ones coming around. I'd be fucking celebrating, celebrating. laughing. He'd like, be like, Let's yes, go, yes, mustard, yes, 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 let's go. It's like this could be the easiest fight of my life. Komamura walks in. He pulls Bonkai. Then Sam's like, "What is a war crime? Mustard <laughs> gas." <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, it's like we're in the hell arc. There's no rules here. It's like, come on, Sam's just killing everything. It's like we're already in hell. Would they die if they're in the hell? We don't know. We don't know what happens when you die in hell. We don't know. We don't, Sam, we don't Sam know. could potentially be screwed there. I mean, cycle of reincarnation. I imagine they'd just be reborn somewhere. Okay, so maybe they would be re- they'd be reborn as someone who also gets hit with mustard gas. But I would potentially, I I would assume the same cycle of the um where you need to keep all of the realms equal, you know, like what they were talking about with the Quincy's when they were destroying too many hollows. I would imagine that would also go to the hell like area where you want like, not to get too into hell, but hell is kind of its own thing. That doesn't really factor into the, okay. So it wouldn't affect the balance of the other worlds. Like, let's say if you went in there and you just nuked everybody that was in hell, you'd be chilling. I don't actually know because hell is so weird. And all and like how the world works is so weird. It could affect everything or nothing. Because yeah, I feel like you're two you're two sides of the coins, right? You either go in there, you fuck up things. No biggie, cycle reincarnation, good to go. Alternatively, you fuck up too many beings in hell that were not supposed to be reincarnated. It reincarnates them back into the world, fucks up the balance with too many numbers on one side, and then you're screwed. I'm excited for someone in the comments to entertain me. <laughs> I I actually have no clue. Someone let me know. Okay, there you go. So as you alluded to earlier, Sam, uh, him telling Momo to take Shinji and leave, anime only. In the manga, fuck them. If they get hit, they get hit. So They're just there. what do you think the reason for the inclusion of that new scene was? Because they are fighting with explosions and a giant mecha, and what, and like you kind of need to know where Shinji and Momo are. 
Okay, so I would take the inclusion of that Shinji Momo scene to mean that they are doing a pretty good job with the anime of basically going back and filling in some of the holes that were left open. Yeah, it would I would take that as like sense. a big thumbs up yeah. where they're like, yeah, we're redoing the anime. We're adding new stuff to it. Let's take this time. We're going to plop in a couple of scenes. We're going to fill in some holes here and there. And that's like that is such a small hole. You know, where it's like, well, what were Shinji and Momo doing? Where'd they go? I like that they showed that. But it's really it's like like we were talking about earlier with Basby. Like, hey, all my soldiers, you go off and do your thing. I got this. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, how come Basby didn't have his soldiers with him? He, well, he told him to fuck off. Yeah, which I, I once again, I just nice take addition. That, I take that as a good sign where they're like, they're, we. it's been 10 years since Thousand Blower was in. We've seen the complaints and the questions everybody has. We're just going to go through and play just the like minor scenes, plop them in there. I just want someone to mourn Ukitake. I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I think he'll. Get, I think yeah, he'll. Get I think a good they'll, moment. they'll add some moments in there. I think they will. They are. I feel like they already showed a couple of Ukitake reactions. So I think I think we'll get some. Oh yeah. So w- during the the Shinji Momo scene, I wrote down, uh, "If they get hit, fuck them. It's their fault for being in the way." That's a Sam way of thinking. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. I mean, well, uh, what were they doing there in the first place, honestly? And then Shinji was talking such a big fucking game, where it's like, "Oh yeah, don't worry. I'll take this one. You go ahead, Komamura." Gets blasted instantly. You fucking dumb bitch. And I could see like Shinji. Why are you laying on the ground? You know I have mustard gas. <laughs> it's it's like you're not fucking my up my whole thing. Damn it! It's, it's like now I can't use it. Mm-hmm. That you got hit. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's not even censorship. It's just kind of the shadows. But in the manga, you could see a bit more of the exposed rib cage when you see Komamura's hole in the heart. So you might not be able to see it from your crappy webcam uh, version, mm-hmm. but I have the full up colored version of Komamura's Bankai from the manga. Oh, I and can I see will, it really well. I will say also there's another thing with the shadows because they they went with a more darker tone than like, I feel like in the manga you didn't really quite know if it was going to be really vibrant and what it was going to be. And so I feel like whenever you see comparisons from the manga to the anime, the anime is dark, like really like in color and tone and stuff like that. It's really, really dark. So like I personally thought the CG was good. I also do like the design of the manga where you see it much clearer, but I think the darkness and stuff kind of helps it. Like, you know, the more shadow, ominous. They, they keep saying the shadows keep getting yeah. darker and darker, so they just fucking make everything dark as shit. You can't really see anything, but that you know, it, it adds to the tone, I suppose. It, it makes it more moody because this isn't like a, a fun, wacky invasion like a fake Karakura town yeah. or the where, original fucking Soul Society yeah. invasion. I mean, they were just having a great time Ichigo and everybody. Ichigo and Ganju have time to get into shenanigans with yeah, the yeah. They yep. get to change outfits, go in the sewers, have all kinds of fun. Like like the Quincy are going around with like murder squads. Yeah, yeah. They're so exterminating it, people. Fits really well. I like it. Yeah. And I, I think it's 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 interesting it's interesting. And I think I don't know. I think maybe it would potentially be pretty jarring to switch from like old school bleach straight over to this one just because of the colors and how it would change. It's it's a, like in the it is a drastic arc, change. You can kind of see it heading that way, but it's it is a drastic change. You're right. Mm-hmm. So I'm all I think for it, Ko- though. I think Komamura's story is a really beautiful one, and how futile it was to seek revenge. And it it's more of a Faustian bargain than anything else. I just I, I, this is just one of the things where I go back to what we, I asked you guys earlier in the beginning with the pacing of the fights. It was so quick. It was so, 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 so quick. And obviously, I don't wish they would give more screen time to Komamura, even though I think it was really well done. But it just felt like his struggle for this power. How was he supposed to do anything with that fucking power? It was gone so goddamn quick. And I feel like maybe 
had they thrown in some sort of a line of like, oh, well, the more you use the power, the quicker, you know, you're going to go into your beast form or whatever the fuck. But what's the time limit on it? What It was one fight's worth of a power? What a shitty secret technique. Even Mugetsu did more damage than that. Like, what the fuck? As I'll throw this out there. Here's the change they make. Uh, they make it so Komamori is trying to kill her as fast as possible, but she's hard to hit. She's flying around. And he's constantly thinking, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for this. I got to go. In the manga, he's thinking that? No, I'm just no, saying that's what, what, he was, that, that's yeah, what they should have added. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, I agree. It, yeah. I agree 100%. A little bit of a time limit would have been nice. Because but, it mean, just felt like it was so quick. And it's like, what were you going to do? Like, Komamori, like, obviously he doesn't know anything about this, but like what i go back again he got scammed because what the fuck that was a uh, one fight worth how is he gonna f- ever fight you that was gonna take way longer than that how was he ever gonna take off the rest of the fucking quincy or the stern Raiders? that made no way that was gonna last what a crap power i mean getting scammed is what a faustian bargain is you make a deal with the devil and expect to come out on top and you never do yeah yeah he always uh, so did you t- so did you talk about how fucking cool the episode number and title card were no, no, no. I, but that was really sweet at the end of that. Like, like, you, like you see the the bankai walking towards Yuha Bak, and then you get the title of the episode. Yup. Yeah, in the footprint, it was yeah, like it was I fucking that was cool. Sick. The way they've been doing the titles going forward have been really cool. Like we talked about last time where they did the title on the fucking grand table as they were pulling it back. They've been doing incredible. Well, do you remember how original Bleach used to do it when they would be like Bleach number whatever? It was always a different like title card, it, almost. I want to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a different font, and yeah. it always. And it was cool, and they, this is just their expanding on that. Yeah, I, I agree. I like it a lot. So, were you coming to get Kang do in BG Nine as anime only? Mm. Like they're both defeated, and then you don't see him until they're handcuffed and waiting execution. Okay, so now here's an interesting point that I was thinking of while I was watching the scene, because I feel like you know I, potential spoilers if for some fucking reason you haven't read it, just a mm-hmm. warning. Uh, Uryu is obviously still on the side of the fucking good guys, right? And I feel like this kind of shows, like, man, like, he's kind of leading these two people to their deaths, you know? It's like he, like, Uryu himself went to get these people and bring them back. I'm like, his hands are dirty, homie. Hey, you gotta do what you gotta do sometimes. It's a war. Gotta do, and I believe uh, at, I think Uryu says it himself, he's like, I basically gave up all hope of defeating him. Or or it was it was something only I can do. I think it, I think he says it's only something he can do. So he's like, yeah, you know, you got to get it done. Doesn't matter how it gets done. Yeah, it's kind of, it's just kind of fucked up because like it's one of those things again where they kind of show you like these people have personalities. Even the scene with Bambi, right, when she's screaming for her life, it's like it just shows like you know these people want to live. They all they also want to live. You know, it's saying it goes back to the classic fucking Shunsui quote from when he killed my boy. He's like, (laughs) you know, like in a war, both sides are wrong. You know, it's like it's fucked up. And it shows it. It's like in Udi, I, I feel like, you know, not to go back to the fucking Nazi comparison, but it felt like he was leading them to the fucking death camps. Like, here, come come here. And, like, grabbed him. I was like, dude, that is fucked up. Uh, would you like another uh, Nazi compar- comparison I left out last episode? Yeah, go for it. Uh, so one of the, uh, the chapter titles is Burnt Offering. And that is what Holocaust means. Yeah. I was going to say, oh, like, oh. Oh, I did not know that. And so that that was that was on the Basby chapter. Oh shit! Okay, interesting. And I was like, "Ooh, a little get cutting a little too close there, man." <laughs> You're like, "I feel it." It's like, yeah, I get what you guys are going for with this, the you know, the comparison, but a little too on the nose with that one. Oh yeah. So in the in the anime, Jugram just kind of is like, "Oh hey, you, you guys need me? All right, I'll be back." 
uh, in the manga, like a giant Quincy cross appears behind him and he's like, okay, I'm getting a message. No, oh, interesting. Okay. I guess I think it's a bit cooler this way. When yeah, just I, like, I agree. It's more of a like, what's that, sir? All right. See you guys. A, I was, was going to say, you're right, Jose. It's a bit more subtle of just like pick it up on the ear. Oh, yeah, I'll be back. Yeah, uh, I like a lot more. He just does it so easily, though. So cool. I, I love that the last part of that scene is shouldn't be going, all right, you'll be back. I'll have some good tea for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I do like that. Yeah. Uh, so instead of be sure to thank her, Jugram just says his majesty's orders are absolute, which is less cool. Okay. That's less cool. I prefer the anime's version. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Some of the wording is a little bit better. Uh, so shout outs to the, the official manga for giving me a translation because when I looked it up, I didn't get anything. A silburn means silver cross fortress. Okay. Oh, sick. So, that's really sick. Oh, uh, dude. Werewolves, dude. Yeah. Oh, he was, he, true. That's why it ran true. out faster. Yeah. I, this, I don't know how he thought he was going to get in there. Hey, that's <laughs> fucked up. That's his weakness. Uh, let's see. So at the point where they cut to Mass Day Masculine, this is where he's first introduced. Interesting. Oh, so, my God. So they added all those extra scenes beforehand. All, all of that. It was it was uh, Shuhei meets Yumichika Inikaku, and then Mass Day Masculine shows up. It cuts to um, Shunsui talking with Jugram, and then it cuts back, and they're all beaten up on the ground. <laughs> That's and then so you unfortunate get this, for them. Yeah. That is fucked up. And then, and then you know, like they see the lights from the sky, and then a Shuhei wraps his chain around and gets uh, clotheslined, and then Kensei shows up. Okay. Okay. So Shuhei still had a little bit of a moment, but they gave a little bit of the spotlight to the other guys. Showed him they defeat him once. You know, it was a little bit of a struggle. It wasn't just a steamroll. And then they they went back to the regular manga. I do like that yeah. we got to see masculine a little bit more though. It just shows how much of a menace he is. Yeah, like because you kind of have to build him up because he's a weird, dumb master wrestler. And how are you going to take him seriously? Okay, he just he, he's he just glocked, like he glocked like three really tough characters instantly. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to beat two captains. Yeah, true, true. Also, nothing is better than his drop kick in season one. Oh, he my God, knocks, yes. He's just Renji through the fucking place. Remember that scene when Renji comes back. <laughs> okay, got it. So in, the, so in the manga right now, it is abundantly clear that that's Rukia and Renji. You have a shot of them like talking as they're entering. While they're while they're shooting stars, and then you have a shot of them landing, standing there, looking cool. So it is not even a mystery. Hmm. Okay. Well, I like this one way better. Yeah, it was a little bit more ambiguous. I feel like we know who it is. We everybody's gonna fucking know who it is. But I still like the little bit of a mystery and like it looked cool of them coming down from the sky. And I, next episode we'll get that landing scene where we'll see their cool fits. But I like it a lot. Now remind me, Pythes, where's Biakia? Mm-hmm. What's up with him? Uh, he's he's he was even more injured than they were, so he's taking a little bit more time. Okay, uh, makes so sense. he's still there, but he does show up almost after that because he helps or you know kind of gets the final tap on Rukia's fight, right? Yeah, he yeah. basically tells her how to like cool down and stuff like that. So does he also shoot down from the sky at some point, or does he just appear? I think he just appears. But yeah, he's uh, just that guy, I guess. He's, he's just, just that. But he's, he's too cool, man. You know, he doesn't need a flashy yep, entrance. He just rolls up. He's going to show up all of a sudden and be the coolest guy in the room. <laughs> That's my B. New trip. So they say it. They'll probably say it in the anime, too. When Ichigo is going to come down to Soul Society, they're like, it'll take you like two hours to get there from here. So you got to go quick. Damn. What the fuck? Why does it so take like, so long? 
because uh, he's way up there. Oh, yeah. Way he's up. like way up there, right? Yeah, yeah. like the Soul King's Palace is like not in another dimension. It's physically like up in the sky. It takes two hours of falling to get down there? That would be exhausting. No, it takes two hours of them like flying with Rayatsu at full speed. Jesus. That's exhausting. I I th- and this might be me being crazy, but I feel like Ichibei mentioned it'll take you a full day, and Ichigo's like, I don't got that time. I'm going to make it in two hours. The there boy, you go. What yeah. a badass. Mm-hmm. So I, and I think you're right. I think the shots of them just being meteors is so much cooler than them talking like we've, we've entered. Yeah, it's like that's why I feel like they're doing a really good job of changing up some of the scenes and building up the suspense because – well, they're doing a good job in some way. They built up no suspense with Shinji's Bakai. But the <laughs> st- changes with the meteor and stuff like that is cool, man. Where it's like, oh, like, who is that? Who's coming down? And even the I, – it would be cool if they showed other Quincy's as well. Kind of like, oh, who is that? Like, coming down from the sky. You know, that is cool stuff. Really cool. And I then I wrote, it could not be more obvious what the fuck they're trying to do with Ichigo's training. Yeah. 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 yeah they're really beating you over the head with the Soul King stuff now. Unless you have never seen this before and haven't read Can't Fear Your Own World, you know what the fuck's happening. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like maybe if you had no knowledge of stuff that happens afterwards, and especially the stuff with Yuha Baha, um, you could potentially be pretty confused with the Soul King stuff. Like, I, I do think this gives a good explanation of, like, Ichibe, you know, Squad Zero, why are you guys not doing fucking anything to help out with the second invasion, you know? Like, you know there's a potential chance of them coming back up here. Like, why are you guys not helping? And now you see... What are they doing? They're fucking pumping up Ichigo full of Soul King Ryatsu, trying to get him to be a vessel. I also, I really like the way they're making Ichibei look weird and creepy. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it, it goes to back to what Shunsui was telling you now back in that like, first episode or something where it's like, yeah, we can't, like, we gotta be careful about that guy. And she's like, what? And he's like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. My bad. You know, he, they know he's, he is a, he's a crafty motherfucker. Crafty, I would say potentially self serving sort of guy. Like Ichibei is one where it's like he's powerful. But can you trust him? Question mark. Uh, he is dedicated to the Soul King in whatever form that needs to take. And yeah. if he's got, if you got to shove Ichigo in there, oh well. Yeah, and I feel like he knows. Once again, hey, there is a potential that something's gonna happen to my Soul King. Better start preparing backups. Better start getting Ichigo good to go. Better start seeing. And it is such a risk for Ichigo to be doing this because they know Ichigo is powerful. They everybody knows. Like they rely on Ichigo heavily. He is risking Ichigo here. Ichigo could have become the bowl that cracked, and then we don't have no Ichigo. We have no Ichigo to help against Soul Society. I feel like Ichibei was confident enough that he's like, I could probably handle it. Well, but he, but he doesn't want to get to that point. He's just preparing Ichigo just in case. Yeah, but I mean, man, like, what do you do? It's like everybody's expecting Ichigo to, you know, come back and help them out. Ichibei has to be the bearer of bad news. Yeah, I broke him. Broke yeah, him. he was my bull. Sorry, guys. Oops, sorry guys. I tried to glue it back on and then broke it farther. <laughs> yeah, it's like I really did try my best, guys. You have to believe me. Everybody be fucking pissed. And so I'm ending with just like a fun fact I learned recently. Uh, so you know, in uh, the Japanese, they're called Shinigami, which means yes. death gods. Uh, apparently, Kubo liked the translation of that to Soul Reaper because he said it sounds closer to what they actually are. They're reaping souls instead of being gods of death. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That's cool. Yeah, and I dig that a lot of the stuff, like a lot of the mid-credit uh, scenes and stuff like that, there's English all over it. Like on the top for like the vol standing and all that stuff, um, English, 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 English. It's just the big translations like that is a blob of Japanese text right there. So 
I dig that he likes the English stuff. And even like the times when he did, uh, there's a while back where he did the, like all of the characters from Bleach of their favorite song. Oh and, like, yeah. It's he did that all over the spectrum of stuff. It, it's, it's Kubo's a cool fucking dude. And it's he, like, he shows that he's really takes in a lot of fucking media, a lot of stuff worldwide. He's a cool guy. I mean, what he's, he said he liked the uh, Espadas and gave them all Spanish names because of the way it sounded. And then when he switched to the uh, Stern Ritters and stuff, it's all German because it sounds harsh and aggressive. And I actually have a correction from way back when we did the Bleach live action video. Uh-huh. Uh, so a dude whose name I forget, I think it's Super. No, not Super Eye Patch Wolf. Uh, totally not Mark did a, a thing where he like watched all of Bleach. He points out that Ichigo's character song is by a group called Bad Religion. And oh, in that yeah. video and in that video I was like, why the fuck does Ichigo have a bad religion poster on his wall? Yeah, that like, makes total so sense. Uh he, what I think Grimjo's like A bomb or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then everyone else is kind of like all over the place. I think Hallibles is like helicopter or something or block party. Yeah, sure uh uh Suisse is like some kind of sick ass Spanish guitar thing. Sounds about right. That's Kubo's cool. a cool guy. Yeah, and like what a cool thing where it's like, yeah, I'm going to go through, I'm going to put all of my characters, their favorite song. It's like, who the fuck else is doing that? Like, Google, what is wrong with well, you? I know it's customary for Mangaka to give their characters like, you know, their favorite foods, favorite colors, yeah, birthdays, yep, and stuff yep, like that. Yep. But Kubo really went outside the box and was just like, yeah, this guy would listen to and this. And Kubo's got a fuck this. ton of characters, too. It's like, it ain't no joke. Not you to know? mention the drip. Every time this man draws, all his characters are dressed completely badass. Did you oh, ever notice that Ichigo does not wear the same costume twice in his street clothes? Uh, okay. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, he, he changes. Oh, fuck. Yeah. His bankai is the same. <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I don't know what you're getting on, homie. But yeah, the street clothes is, is cool. Really cool. He, Ichigo is always on the cutting edge of style. Yeah, Ichigo's that boy. I mean, he's, he's a teenager, technically. How old is he by now? He's like 17 or 18, right? I think yes. so. Yes. Because he's 15, and then they tra- he trained to fight Aizen in that thing where time elapsed, and that was like, what, a year? Yeah. Yeah. And then it was like a year and a half, so he'd be 17-ish? Yeah, I think 17-ish is spot on. I think that's like probably accurate. Even though he's looked 25 the whole series. Yeah. Hey, I, mean, I you, mean, same thing for fucking Chad. Chad I mean, dude. the Chad jeans is like 30. Yeah. There's something in uh, the waters over in Karakura Town. They're really making everybody look real grown. No, that's just Chad being awesome. Come on. <laughs> this is Mexican jeans. Come on. I saw a great post where it was like, guys, be the Mexican that the Japanese think you are. <laughs> it's like a Chad <laughs> and all the other Mexicans from anime where they look, they're always fucking tough. They're always big. They're always badass. And it's like, yeah, that's cool. They did, they just think we're cooler because we're probably a couple inches taller than most of the Japanese people. So they're well, like, oh, they, the cool. Spanish accent is cool. So they're probably oh. like, oh, like nice. Yeah, they're like, like oh, yeah. I like it. Yeah, yeah. So they're like, damn, these guys are badasses. You know, it's like, yeah, it's really cool. And Chad is awesome. Love Chad. Is there any character that has been done dirtier in anime period than Chad? Um, um, I mean, I don't know. Chad is up there. Ranji is up there. Shinji uh, too. Hitsugaya is up Hitsugaya there. has a lot of L's. You know, there's a lot of I another fucking funny post. I was like, it was like, oh, which of these L winners? Like, you know, the people who take the L's the most. Do you like the best? Three of the five of them were fucking Bleach characters. I was like, yeah, <laughs> there's yeah, a lot yeah. of them in Bleach, dude. A lot of because which I could potentially argue that's a good thing that, that you know people lose a lot i suppose but it's never the important people that lose it's always kind of like the people we don't like really care characters. about so i it would have been cool to potentially i don't know i think maybe 
Ichigo has a few setbacks there, but I don't think he ever like lose loses. But uh, do do you want me to list all the times Ichigo's taken an L? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so he took an L when he couldn't beat that hollow. <laughs> so so Rukia had to get him to stab himself with a sword. That's episode one. Okay, come on. Uh, he didn't okay. have powers. That doesn't count. Next. Uh, okay, let's see. Uh, he gets he gets almost murdered by Biakia. True. Yeah, but see, see, I feel nah. I feel like that is bull a bullshit take. I'm, because I'm leading up to the real L's. These are L's that don't matter. Okay, these because are the developing. L's, I would right? also that, argue that yeah. Homeboy beat Renji right before that, which is ridiculous. And Renji did have Ron say Tengo Tengai. Still ridiculous that Ichigo would beat Renji right there. That was really funny. Yeah, he was like <laughs> that is the biggest L on Renji's life. That is ridiculous. Right, so now we get to the real L's. Uh, basically, he he kept taking L's all the time in the Roncar arc. Yeah, he got his ass beat by Grim Joe multiple times. He got his ass beat by Yami that one time. Oh, that's he right. Came, he got Back beat up by Yami. Ass. Then he got beat up by Grim Jow. Then he got technically beat up by Rukia when she, like, drop kicked him. Okay, but was the Yami L after he showed up and ripped his arm off? Like, fucking cut his arm off? Yes. I would also argue that that is ridiculous too, dude. Especially the uh, the reveal later where Yami is zero, just a giant fucking punching bag, I guess. Um, come on. Like, he shouldn't be rolling up and cutting the arm off of Yami like that. I mean, do, do you remember, like, a Roncar get weaker when parts of their body are taken off? So he shouldn't have taken an L that hard against a one-armed Yami. But he did so well against a two-armed y- Yami. The math doesn't add up. Ichigo yeah, shouldn't have done that well. Maybe his hollow he shouldn't himself. have started shit. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Then he then he took like the most epic elegance Grimjaw we've ever seen. That yeah, was yeah. still one of the best. That was an L. Stabs Rukia. I'll give that up, the first kicks. official L of Ichigo where he got punched in the face over he and over. Got like, yeah, he got fucked up there. The Yami, I think a lot of his L's that we're listing here are preceded by him taking W's. This so is like, true. It, yeah, it, yeah. It, it kind of like you know, I don't know. He gets his where he's not like a chatter ringy L where they show up to the fight. They have new moves, new everything. They get fucked. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, dude, nothing will ever be worse than that. Right, so, so going on to the next L, which is a correction I have to make when we talk about Shinji always taking an L. Mm-hmm. So Ichigo puts on his mask and beats the shit out of Grimjow, and then his mask comes off because 11 seconds are up, and then Grimjow beats his ass, and then Shinji has to come in and save him. Okay. Yeah, that's true. I totally forgot Shinji. And then him. Shinji, Shinji saves. dog walks Grimjow in that yeah. fight. Yep. Yep. That's a correction. Shinji has gotten one win. What do we consider a win? Like when somebody retreats? Because has he had a full W, like a three count in the ring, mask the mask? No. I mean, he didn't get hit once in that fight. Yeah, he roasted him. But also, again, you know, that's like fucking classic Ichigo. He gets the hollow mask and all of a sudden he starts roasting the fuck out of Grim Joe. Where it's like, uh, you know, should he have been able to do that? Number six up the totem ladder, I, I suppose. I mean, even without the mask, that first fight, Grimjow had him handled pretty well. Hadn't True. even gone yeah. full release yet. But that's what I'm saying. Like, to. I feel like the change and like, oh, now he's got the hollow mask. What's the power gap that happens there with Ichigo? And I would argue twofold on this. If the power between non-masked and hollow mask is that great, where Ichigo is able to fuck up Grimjow all of a sudden, from where we just talked about him getting fucking creamed by Grimjow, um... Why are the fucking visors once again not using their stupid fucking masks? Like if it's that big of a fucking power gap. Because don't think about it. 
garbage ass. Yeah, Kage in the comments was trying to tell me, oh, Yamamoto banned it. Where? Point to where he banned that. <laughs> I, I, wanna I don't see, remember reading shit about that. I want to see the text where Yama bans that in the Soul Society. Hey, it Yama's doesn't weird. Exist. We know that. It doesn't exist. Garbage. I remember reading speculation on forums that Yamamoto banned it, but I ne- there's nothing confir- nothing confirmed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's also we should point out that was one armed Grim Jow. True. Okay. Yeah. True. Yeah, true. True. Okay, so, so I think the first clean L Ichigo takes is against Okiora. True. In the, that's that's when he gets stabbed through. He true. he goes in. I think he puts on his mask. He goes full Bankai, and Okiora just like he. He pushes punched. the sword into his face and breaks the mask. Yeah. I love yeah. that and scene. And then pops a hole in his chest that uh, fucking uh, Orihime has to heal. That's, that, that is a for real. Like, that, that yeah, is yeah. A, that is a, he got his ass beat. Okay, we're at two official, just pure L's. Two official pure L's. Okay, here's, here's the... This one is a small L, but once again, not his fault. He just got done fighting Grimjow, and then he had to fight Noitora and Tesla. Okay, true. Yeah. Not not his fault. I, yeah, I, I agree with that one. He was he exhausted. Grim Joe, so that, once again, a W preceding an L. Yeah, but then uh, he has to go and he fights Okiora. And pretty even, Okiora releases, still pretty even fight. You know, he's like, hey, I got to de- pull out your sword. Uh, and then Okiora does a Segun de Etapa and then just fucking one-shots him again. True. He has to, true. He, he has to go, like, full visored, full uh, full hollow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vasta Lorde. Uh, also, didn't he take a massive L against Gein? Uh, Wait, was this when he arrives in Karakura Town? This is when he arrives in fake Karakura Town. And he's like, I'm going to fight Gein. And Gein's like, you suck, dude. I think You're not ready Gein to fight just Eisen. distracted him, though. I don't think yeah, it was yeah, really no. an L. Yeah, he didn't take it out. Gein it has been, for, bought been time, forever I think, since Grant. I read that yeah. part. Because that was during the time that Ishin was also fighting Aizen. And then it's not an it's not a loss in combat, but I would say Ichigo uh, breaking down and crying in full bring arc is a massive L. Okay, yeah, sure. I, yeah, write that as an L. Sure That's thing. just you know all hope is gone. I'm crying. And then uh, Yuha Baha just fucking him up in the first invasion. That's a pretty massive L. All right, sure, I redact it. Ichigo's taking a lot of L's. <laughs> I think it's bad. It makes it seem like you don't know what's going to happen in this fight. He might win. He might lose. True. I think those are also good L's because he does come back stronger every single time after that. He comes back stronger. He learns from his mistakes, except when he never uses his sword like Hollow Ichigo does. That is true. Doesn't gra- <laughs> hold it by the chain and swing it around. Uh, do you ha- know how obsessed I was with the fight in the Bount arc where he's fighting that weird like black thing with the stabby and Hollow Ichigo comes out and is spinning that sword yeah, like crazy? That yeah, that fight was sick. That we, fight was real sick inside of the construction that site. Yeah. That fight was like, sick. Like, why doesn't Ichigo just do that? It's so cool. Yep, yep. That one was really cool. That, and then the other highlight of the Mount arc was the three-way fight between Byakuya, Karya, and Ichigo all at the same time. Why was that so well animated? I don't know. They just put the money and into was, that one. The dialogue was good. The fact that Byakuya was attacking both of them was good. I was yeah. like, dude, that's a good fucking fight. Yo, Bound Arc, arc hype. Uh, uh, fuck the fake Captain Amagai arc. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's just that guy. I think part of the reason that one sucked is because we had so much Lady Ruricio in it. Fucking bitch. Yeah, she was annoying. Yeah, not to insult a little kid, but fucking bitch. No, she, she, she's a member of Soul Society. She's like a million years old or All whatever. Right. Fuck, fuck that kind. We hate her. <laughs> fuck her. All right, let's see. Uh, but anyway, back to Chad. <laughs> this is all about Chad taking L's. Uh, I'll say the first L he takes is uh, justified completely. 
in the story. He loses against uh, Shunsui. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what'd you yeah. expect? You're taking a captain. But like, I, think, I don't think Chet did. Chad and the Soul Society invasion arc get a single fight before the Shunsui one. I'm pretty sure you just see him beating up like seated members. Okay, just like randos. Yeah. Yeah, randos. But I, but like, you get you get a flashback before this, and it talks about how he he's Ichigo's rock. He support. If there's anyone I trust to have my back, it's Chad. Yeah, so I do remember him saying that. So I think it's like really fitting and kind of like dramatic that he thinks there's. I had to trust Chad with my life and Chad just gets fucked up instantly in one hit. And you're like, holy shit, these captains are for real. But I just, man, I hope they give Chad a moment in this. Like, I hope he gets a moment. What does he say right before he says, I'm not as strong as you, but I can at least keep up with you is what he says. Right. But he doesn't, man. He just doesn't. Same thing. Like until obviously this arc right here, Udi is a joke as well, man. Like a lot of the people that are competing with Ichigo are a fucking joke. Ryu beat Mayuri. Okay. I and still then, hate that guy. But then Mayuri beat Zyloparo, <laughs> who beat both of them. So He beat him in a science off. Yeah, which he is pretty good. He beat him in a science fair. With, with my favorite quote that he has about perfection. Oh, that's, which, that's, so that's such a good. good quote. You would also potentially argue that Uryu did beat Mayuri, but if Mayuri just circled back around, he would win. Because Uryu then has no powers after that fight. Zero. Yeah, I feel like it was more like a Mayuri beat Xyloporo in a science off because that's what they do with their scientists. When he steps into the realm of like, I'm going to fight this Quincy 1v1, he gets dog walked. He's the Batman of the fucking Bleach universe. This is yes. Mayuri has to be put into the. If Mayuri was fighting Uryu with prep time, <laughs> who's going to win? And it's Mayuri, 100% did, of the time. Did Mayuri know he was a Quincy before they engaged in a fight? I can't remember that far back. No, but he's like, oh, interesting. I don't really care about your people anymore, though. Mm-hmm. Mm, mistakes, man. And it wasn't mistakes. until he pulled the Yayi, you know, you only live once card. Yeah. Where Mayuri was like, oh, okay, maybe I do have some more research to do. But then he got one-shotted. Yeah, through, his, through, his through his bonkai. Through his bonkai. By the way, animation on uh, Ashisogi Jizo being fucking exploded by that arrow is still, like, amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's insane. Mm-hmm. So then we go back to Arankar Arc Chad, who he he gets his arm exploded by Yami, right? Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a pretty big L. Yep. But the one that's actually heartbreaking, so Grimjow and his boys show up. Oh, and, yeah. And, and he is almost one-shot murdered by the weakest member of the group. <laughs> D-Roy, who's the Gillian. Yeah, I forgot about D-Roy. And it's a, it's a scene that still gets to me where Chad's like, I can still fight. And Ichigo says, get the fuck out of here. And Chad runs away and he's like, don't you trust me to have your back anymore? Oh, yeah, that's he what Chad gets his yeah. feelings hurt. Yeah. I remember that. And then he goes and he's like, Kisuke, please train me. Yep. And then he and Uryu come back big time in the, in the, the Wake Mundo arc. And you're like, yeah, Chad's going to be cool. Well, because he gets his new arm and then he kills what's his face. Which his arm was fucking cool, man. He gets really cool. Yeah, the left arm Gontam- of the devil. Come on. Yeah. And he fights Gontambine, who apparently is alive still. Yeah. I just saw that recently. Someone posted about really? him. Yeah. He, Chad didn't kill him. He just fucked him up real good. Mm. And you're like, all right, Chad, maybe he's going to fight Yami. We're going to get a big muscle versus muscle match. That would have been super it's gonna cool. It's going to be awesome. And then he gets one shot by Noritora, and then he shows up later <laughs> healed, and he, like, fights some minions, and that's it. Yeah, I think he was in the fight with a tree guy. The tree guy, who yeah, I love. Yeah. I mm. love Rudebone. 
Yeah, Root Root Bone has a cool design. <laughs> of course, you he, fucking know that name. Jeez. <laughs> he, he's got fucking cool-ass lore that I'll tell you about later when we get in Can't Fear Your Own World. Oh, good. God damn. damn it. Everything's in Can't Fear Your Own World. Uh, you know what, Jose? I'll tell you later so Sam doesn't get <laughs> Thank spoiled. you. Yeah, thank you. But And then I think the biggest L of all time is they said, well, just like Soul Society is for Rukia, and Wakamudo is for Orihime, Full Bring Art's going to be all about Shad. And then the, everyone hated that arc, so they cut it short, so it wasn't about Chad for shit. <laughs> Poor Chad. He, got, he got fucked, man. And then Chad's just like that guy that blows up people's houses. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And people still living in there, probably. Jeez. He never recovers. I'm imagining a little girl sitting down, happy birthday. <laughs> and then immediately their apartment gets exploded. This is fucking game over. Uh, can anyone that can edit videos, please, for my own amusement, uh, show that clip? over news footage of going so we're investigating the recent terrorist bombing <laughs> lovely can't wait to see that thank you <laughs> jeez damn uh, the, we don't we're calling them the black skulls because they leave skull imprints in buildings <laughs> and we don't know yeah. why how do you even repair uh, that be like fucking son of a bitch did they did Ichigo he just did it to show off did they ever exp- how do you explain that to Ichigo's family wow Ichigo that's a crazy hollow you fought he leaves skulls everywhere yeah, hollow, huh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Something huh? like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, poor Chad. I love him so much. He's a good guy, but yeah, he he doesn't get justice. Poor Chad. Yeah, that, that that's my that's my that's my thesis on Chad. He does at the end when he becomes a world champion. Okay, guys. Yeah, true, true, true. So he gets his victories against regular humans. Exactly. You know, to be fair, that's the easiest career he could ever possibly have. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, he went the easy route. He's making bucks of money. He's he's chilling. I, did he did he actually go, come out the best out of everybody in the series? I think so. I mean, in terms of like a career and probably yeah. money wise, yeah, definitely. Him and Ishida, he's, right? Ishida's like a pediatrician or something. He's a doctor, I think. Yeah, he's like yeah, a fan. Yeah. Is Chad living in a mansion? He's probably too humble for that. He's probably just got a nice house somewhere. I feel like he would end up in a mansion regardless of his own wishes. <laughs> yeah, it's like a big ass mansion, boxing ring. He's all by himself. Like, he's yeah. like. Cars have, everywhere. He's like, I don't have anything in the other rooms, yeah. but a boxing ring. Yep. His manager is Kisuke. He'd let Kisuke run his money. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, he's like, I trained you. I trained you. I trained you. Come on. <laughs> he's like, Come on, man. I just want to live in luxury. Just a little cut. Uh, I want someone to show like the, the Urahara shop, and it is, it is a mega conglomerate now. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Chad's money. Yeah. Urahara boxing gym. Proud sponsor of Chad. Yep. yep. They were a hard candy shop, or what was it? It was a candy shop, which Some I think is hilarious. Right, so does Ishin move and just leave the house to Ichigo and Orihime? I would imagine, because that'd be a really weird to be like, yeah, they fucking in the next room. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Yuzu has that old room. But it's still like the Kurosaki Clinic, and Ichigo is, I think, a translator. Hmm. I don't know. So he, so he doesn't work for his dad. Thank God, because that'd be the worst relationship ever. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. I don't know. Did Ichigo's sisters move out? They must have. They must they have moved have, out. But I remember... I don't remember. I think he says that Kazui hangs out in Yuzu's room. I guess. I mean, he also goes to bother the visors. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, just... Lore I learned when I was researching through some shit. Apparently, uh, by the time of... Uh, uh, the Fulbring arc, uh, Lisa has already just like hanging out in Soul Society and has already opened her porn store. <laughs> I love that. Okay. She totally would. 
She to- dude, she's making bank off that. It's her yeah. and Chad. Yeah, yep, the two richest go. people that made it out of there. All right, that it? That's all I got. All right, hell yeah. So that was episode 17. We got episode 18 next week, Master Masculine Special. So thank you guys all for hanging out. If you guys are a good clip maker, of course, Pythes put you guys in the challenge already. If you guys know more lore than we do, of course, leave it in the comments down below. And make sure you guys are liking, subscribing. We appreciate all the support. We've been getting a lot recently. Check us out on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, if you've not already, for a lot of shorts and reels and things like that. And, of course, we'll see you guys next time. All right? Thank you guys for watching. Have a good one, everybody. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.